This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello. Welcome back into the pod. I'm the dude that's podcast name is on it. That would be Jim Day. Hi. How you doing, people? Today, you know, we've, uh, last podcast, we had a lone Leishman on. Incredible journey. We had Fernando Cruz. Incredible journey to the big leagues. And now another unusual journey to the big leagues. He's on the red staff. And I would like to introduce you to Joe Singley. How we doing, Joe? What's going on, Jim? How are you? I'm good. Now, you're on the red staff. Now, officially, bullpen catcher, which I kind of hate that term because there's so much more involved than just being... It makes it sound like he's just down there to catch. Right. Warm guys up. That's it. That's all he does. Now, you're here at like 9 in the morning and uh, on the staff, working with catchers, obviously, and pitchers. And you have to be available for a lot of guys. And just, I guess, explain what a bullpen coach does just to get started. And by the way, we're going to talk about an initiative that Joe has going on that I'm very much behind and uh, that we'll all bring it together in this conversation. But first, we should start with a bullpen catcher, what he does. Sweet. Um, so I'm in a pretty unique role here. Uh, pretty blessed with uh, J.R. House and David and the staff yeah. bringing me on. Um, so initially they brought me on uh, for the catching, uh, mainly to help J.R. and our catchers with uh, all the catching work. Um, and that role uh, fit the title bullpen catcher. So for me personally, I'll get here early. Um, I'll do some reports, uh, look at some minor league film too. Um, work with Corky a lot, Corky Miller. Um, and do a lot of catching reports for help him out with the minor league side and then the big league side. Um, we got a Corky Miller mentioned. We're already off yeah. to a good start. Yeah, Corky's the I'm man. gonna move this mic this side. <laughs> You're speaking at me. There we go. Yeah. Sweet. I should have done that first. We got a Corky Miller mentioned. This is good. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Corky's the man. Um so I'll do reports. We'll get here early in the morning, uh I'll do some post game reports, watch a lot of film. Um in college I did uh biomechanics I studied. Um, so, and, uh, kinesiology, so I geek out on all that. So do some edits for, for JR there, um, for some catching things on the technical side. Um, and then I'll go into pitch com, make sure that's all working. Uh, as you can see, there's, there's been some, some sprays for that across the league, but I got to write that down pitch com cause I got to remember to ask you about that. That's a yeah, funny story. So pitch com is, uh, <laughs> is one of my, one of my roles too. So I'll knock all that out. And then the reds catching, uh, which is JR house. Uh, started the Instagram account and the Twitter for Red. So um, whatever he, whatever content he would like on there, I'll knock that out for him. Um, and then I normally work with uh, the catchers pregame early, and then I go into the actual bullpen duty of throwing with the pitchers, um, playing catch with them, catching the sides. Uh, then when that ends, then we go into some more meetings, um, prepare the catchers uh, with their routines, give them their catcher cards. 
uh, go over the reports again, um, talk to them about the pitcher or whatever may be. Um, you know, if there's if there's any tips or if there's anything that, you know, like yesterday, uh, I don't think Ty had caught Brett Kennedy, so I had to talk to him a little bit about mm-hmm. about Brett. Um, and then going to the game, and then during the game, it's uh, it's simple. You're handling the pitch com, um, you know, making sure guys are ready, helping uh, them prep to face what hitters they're going to face, um, and then just being there for them and obviously catching. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a fascinating role to me, uh, and we will get into there's there's shenanigans that are going on down there in the bullpen all the time, which I love. I mean, it's a good group down there. I want to get into that. I want to get into some particular Reds um players but your journey to get here is so unusual it it, this doesn't happen it's almost like a fairy tale so let's backtrack and go back to this um how many years ago before this instagram was what got you here right right which is incredible uh backtrack to right before all that happened and set it up of of before the initial journey started to cool. become a Cincinnati Red. Cool. Um, so out of high school, I went to Tulane University. And uh, my first semester there, my coaching staff left um, and I ended up getting hurt pretty bad. So I was a catcher there uh, at Tulane. I loved it. Um, the staff left. They ended up, I ended up getting hurt. So I was left at a crossroads there. Do I, mm-hmm. do I follow the new staff? Do I stay here? Whatever. Um, and for some medical reasons, I ended up opting out and went to junior college. So at that time, uh, to go to D1 to D1, you had to go junior college first. Yeah. So I, I went to Indian River State College from there in Florida. Um, ended up getting two shoulder reconstructions right off the rip. Goodness. So didn't get to play in any games there at all. So then rehabbed back to uh, what seemed to be promising health. Um, so then I, I got uh, to Coastal. I wanted to go to co- Coastal Carolina. Kevin Schnall is their, their catching coach, and uh, him and I are really, really close to this day. We, we pretty much talk every day. Um, so I wanted to go there uh, specifically for him, and they had just won the national championship. So Myrtle Beach, I, I was really excited. Um, probably the first month there, I ended up getting collarbone reconstruction. So that put me out for, let's think, maybe five, six months. So in the process of rehabbing that, it came off again, my collarbone. So it's called a sternoclavicular joint. Ouch. Um, yeah. It hurts me to think about that, having someone that's had shoulder surgery. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so not many people know what that joint is, but it's a, a little specific joint. Okay, it obviously is uh, the medial end of your collarbone and, and connects to your maneuverium. So basically kind of up where your trachea is mm-hmm. um, in that in that kind of area. Um, so that came off, so they had to do like a, a figure eight graft, almost like a Tommy John with my collarbone and like the end of my um, maneuverium, which is it's a little piece right here at the top. Um, so they did that. And then so I'm, the I'm familiar. That, See this bone right there. Yeah. That's pushed out about that far. Wow. Yeah. So right in there back. Yeah. Right there. Very familiar. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I rehabbed back and I, I felt better than ever. I was stronger than ever. I mean, I kind of, I kind of olayed, um, a lot of the medical, uh, recommendations to, you know, not work out, not throw. And just kind of was like, you know what? I'm, been through all this and nothing's going to stop me. Just really tunnel vision, kept working, uh, didn't lose my faith at all. And I got back to, to full health, was actually stronger than ever, could throw harder than ever. And then my dad was diagnosed with cancer. This is in the fall of um, 2018. So I went to spring, I was at Coastal in spring 19, and then I dropped out for the fall of 
2019. So dropped out, took care of him. Um, he was in our living room from August of 2019 till October 23rd when he when he passed away. Um, so just pretty much just taking care of him and, um, you know, he was on oxygen. And from August to October there, they said he could pass away at any second from a multitude of different complications from the cancer itself. So that, that was a grind, but it was a blessing the way that um, everything went down and he would have Bible studies and, and it was great. Um, it was great being with him there and I'm thankful obviously for for him and everything he did and that floods into the foundation, which we'll get to later. But um, so I go back to school and I'm, I'm ready to play, I'm ready to, ready to go and uh, I was academically ineligible. Um, so we filed an appeal um, and was like, hey, you know, how can a kid who just had four consecutive shoulder surgeries and then put his dad in a body bag, how, how can he not, yeah. how is he not eligible to play? It doesn't make any sense. Um, appeal got denied. So now I'm up in arms like, dude, I want to go play. I'm healthy. I'm ready to go. Ugh. So Especially uh, with the rules now. It's so easy to just transfer somewhere. Right? Like Not um, even take classes for a year and go pro. Anyways. Yeah. yeah so just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go NAIA or I'm going to go play independent ball. Like, you know, I can play. I know I can play. And, and I, I want to do it. And uh, Kevin Schnall at Coastal Carolina, he started coaching at a very young age. He was like, you know, you're very passionate about this and you've got – a lot of knowledge that I think you need to share. And I think now would be a, a good time to kind of get the ball rolling. And the way he kind of persuaded me or convinced me to do it was he's like, how about this? How about you start it going while you get your degree here? And then when you finish that, then you can go play. So, you know, kind of almost a father-son connection there, him and I have. I'm like, mm, all right, fine, whatever, right? So uh, I kept training to play and then started putting out a little bit of the content or just, you know, kind of just showing a little bit of what, what I would do with our catchers there at Coastal, um, Kevin kind of gave me the reins there, which was awesome. Really, really took me under his wing and, and, and let me go. Um, and then Tyler Stevenson DM'd me uh, through Instagram and asked, you know, if I was in South Carolina, if we could do some work in the off season. So I was like, yeah, you know, of course. Um, so this time I'm still a student. So being from just outside Philadelphia, I wanted to go He watch. just wanted someone to throw with at that point, right? I'm sorry to interrupt, but he... Just to give context, did he want someone to throw with? He saw your videos on Instagram? Yeah, he, he saw the videos, and uh, he just, you know, wanted to get some work in the offseason. Yeah. Know? So I was like, yeah, I mean, of, of course. I was obviously honored and, and excited. So I went to see him play um, in Philadelphia. I went and saw him play three different times because I wanted to wanted to see him play live and obviously watch the film. And then before we went into uh, the offseason, just to have, you know, some more knowledge of, of him and just, you know, Try to help him the best I could that off season. So anyway, I went and watched him play, and I'm uh, leaning over the railing, just watching him warm up with Jr. And Jr. kept staring at me, and you know I was on the borderline of asking him, you know, what he's looking at in a Philadelphia <laughs> type manner. And he was like, "Hey, are you Joe Singley?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." So he, he said, uh, "You know, what are you doing when you graduate?" And I told him I didn't know where I was eating next, and uh, he just laughed and. And he wanted were you to, being serious? Yeah, he he wanted. You were to, broke. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> but you know, just meaning, I'm just really simple kid. Um, yeah. So he, uh, I met up with him after the game there, and then I flew to Miami, um, watched him play again. Met up with him and DJ. Uh, we talked a lot, and then we just stayed in touch on the phone. I flew to St. Louis, watched Tyler catch again, talked a lot with Jr. Met with DJ, and then. Last year, they made a role for me. It was called the Major League Coach Intern. Right. I remember so, that, where you were kind of on the staff, but 
pseudo not on the yeah. staff. Yeah. So that was, that was like, that's not a real thing. And that JR made it happen to, to have me here and to be able to, to help him out. And, you know, it was incredible. I got to go everywhere the field of dreams and got to play, uh, you know, a large part in our, our catching, um, you know, uh, department. So right. I, I was pumped. And then, uh, this off season, obviously it, uh, turned into the full-time role. Why did they, why did JR house have interest in you? Was it what Tyler told him about you? Was it the videos like that were on Instagram? Yeah. So Tyler, um, at the time, to my knowledge, the way they, they reacted, Tyler hadn't told him that he knew me at all. So it was all just the Instagram videos, which is just basically, again, geeking out on, um, biomechanics and just, was that what they were biomechanic yeah, videos, just, instructional type stuff for catchers, yep, just breaking down, um, the different biomechanics of catching and, and, you know, the do's and don'ts and the benefits and consequences of certain things. And then some, some systematic programming on there, like drill design, you know, how to get from point A to B. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really why I'm here is the, the niche with the, with the catching thing. That's unbelievable. I mean, seriously, think about that. Instagram biomechanical instructional videos got you on a big league staff. How old are you? Uh, 25. That's incredible. Do you ever stop and think, wow, that's, I mean, uh, my, my buddies tell me all the time, but you know, when you're, when you're here every day and you're so passionate and you got work or something to do or something you want to get better at, you don't really think about it, but do you I'm, know how many people want to be on a major league staff that have yeah. been grinding in the minor leagues? Yeah, probably a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, granted, and it is a grind. You, you put in as many hours as anyone on the staff, maybe more for all your duties, because when I said, when I asked you to do this podcast and I'm like, what time do you get there? You're like 9 a.m. Like, for a night game. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how much of a grind has it been? Have you been living the dream? Yeah, for me, it's the dream. I mean, I, I watch catching videos all day long and you know, it's all I think about when I'm watching the game. I'm watching the catcher the, the whole entire time. So, for me, it's the dream. And then being here with, you know, we're blessed with such amazing people. Last year, we had seven different catchers roll through. But this year, we got three. But, again, they're all phenomenal humans. And then throughout the organization, too. Like I mentioned, yeah. Corky already, um, our coordinator. You know, just everyone kind of welcoming me. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's uh, been, a, been a huge blessing here. Everyone's taken me taking me in under the wing and it's been it's been incredible all right i'm gonna try this he has no idea that i'm doing this i'm gonna try to call jr house (laughs) i hope he answers come on jr hello jr house what are you doing you are live on a podcast with joe singley oh no I'm getting ambushed right now. I'm in the middle of Walgreens. You're getting ambushed. I'm shaving cream. You're in the middle of Walgreens and shaving cream? Yeah. No, people won't notice at all that you're talking on a podcast. It's okay. There's not weird people in Walgreens at all. It'll be fine. No. No, it's awesome. Downtown's great. (laughs) Now, listen, I appreciate you picking up, but we're going through this story of you noticing Joe Singley and this path to him getting here. Can I ask, yes. can I ask you quickly what you saw and why? Why were you so interested when he was looking over the rail at Tyler Stevenson? Uh, let's see. There was it, it kind of started before that as far as him, you know, having a the social media uh, following that he had, and I liked the content that he put out. Thought it was really well done. I thought it was accurate, 
um, which is, you know, kind of a rarity for, for Twitter feeds and, and Instagram stuff. Um, so uh, I wanted to get to know him a little bit more. Tyler knew him. Um, he, he kind of vetted him and, and really vouched for him. So we got to know him a couple of times in Philly, um, came to Miami, got to hang out a little bit. Just really liked him. I liked his story. I liked his background. Um, the players really liked him, you know, so I think they're the, the biggest BS detectors in the world. So they are. Um, if, if, they're, if they're in, you know, then, then there's, a, there's a good chance that I'm going to be in as well. So, um, you know, all that kind of came to a head and, and uh, it worked out really well. Has he lived up to expectations? Uh, you know, occasionally he comes <laughs> through, you know. <laughs> I don't have to beat up on him too bad, uh, but no, we we have a we have a nice like chemistry of pitching guys, you know, kind of throughout the organization, and he blends right in. And he's made us better for sure. Joe, this is your opportunity to publicly thank Jr. House for giving you your your, your dream job. <laughs> no, here it is. Yeah, this is it. No, he already knows that. <laughs> I appreciate you picking up and giving us further insight into that. I won't take yeah. away from your Walgreens time because that's it. They're just staring at me in the middle of Walgreens. Great. No problem. <laughs> I Thanks, love that. Jim. I Thanks, appreciate Joe. you picking up. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. See you. Have a good day. See you. Bye. It's the way this podcast is, man. We're that's spontaneous. Awesome. I just wanted to get further. I mean, so you, you had a following. He said you had a following on. on yeah. Like uh, catchers, obviously. Yeah. Baseball catchers, peeps. Catchers. Um, a couple of big league guys on there, some minor league dudes, but I mean, I didn't think any of this would come from it. I just innocently was just posting stuff and just following, you know, Kevin Schnall's instruction um, at Coastal, and you know, you know, there's a plan for everything, and I'm, I'm just grateful that I landed up here. And when you came up here, there was a bunch of T-shirts that said "Singly Strong," and we're going to talk about that and some Reds players when we come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we're back with Joe Singley and his amazing story of getting here. All right, now, uh, the Singley Strong shirts, which oh, was a few years back, right? Right. Those started. Explain those. So Singley Strong is the foundation, um, nonprofit 501C. I started uh, when my dad had cancer. So when he had cancer, um, you know, it's it's. I had to drop out of school, obviously. My mom couldn't work. I couldn't work. It was uh, all hands on deck. Um, he was in the living room. Like I stated before, he could die any minute. Um, so chemo, uh, radiation, you know, all, all the immunotherapies, all the experimental drugs that, that you have to do that cost so much money. And then being able to pay bills when you're not working and then, you know, finding a way to, to eat, like all that's super hard. And then um, the funeral itself, like the funeral, the aftermath, you know, still getting bills, like yeah. things like that. Uh, the reality of... Uh, experience in her battling cancer is is tough and um you know there's a lot of foundations out there which which are which are great and a, a lot go to research um but you know unfortunately thus far the research hasn't you know 
touched as many uh, people that are currently experiencing cancer as you know we hope it, yeah. we hope it uh, it does in the future. So I, I wanted to create something that kind of helped people in the now. Um, so Singly Strong Foundation is almost like a make a wish type, to where you help you know people that are experiencing extremely traumatic and tough situations right now and just kind of trying to show them God's love and just just reach out to them um, and kind of bless them and let them know that that we're here. So uh, we financial assistance. So, I mean, that may be, you know, you've got cancer and all of a sudden, you know, $3,000 worth of your bills are paid or wherever it may be. Um, or, you know, you've got terminal cancer and, you know, you guys are going to Disney World and not paying a dime. So it, it's... You know, it, it's there to help you live the best life you can now and enjoy it. And then also like, hey, Jeff Ruby's tonight, you know, dress up nice and go forget about things and, and go enjoy it. So I just kind of wanted to create something to to help the people that are that are struggling, you know, and, and battling this this horrible disease. And even if it's for, for one night or for a week or whatever it may be, just getting away from, you know, the reality of all that and, and kind of like enjoying the now. Um, because when you're... When you're battling that, um, it not only affects the the patient, you know, obviously more than everyone else, but you know, the family. It takes a toll on them. You feel horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a whole different mental rabbit hole you can jump down. So just kind of letting everybody know that you know we're all in this together. Um, that's kind of why I started it. Well, I can uh, relate, and it's uh, I don't know if near and dear to my heart is the right phrase, but I lost my father to cancer in my 20s as well. Mm. Uh, so it was very tough. So how can people um, get involved with Singly Strong? Where can they get more information? Where can they donate? So the singlystrongfoundation.org is the website. We just got up and running. Um, it's been tough. It's just been me and my mom, and she's working her butt off too. Um, it's, been, it's been tough recovering from, from the loss, um, but obviously extremely blessed and grateful to be here. This is kind of our, our spark plug right now that I have this opportunity. And and extremely stoked but with that being said it's just been us two trying to get this thing running so um, finally off the ground we've got our first golf outing in Delaware this October but uh, September 5th here we're gonna have the Singly Strong Foundation night um, so I think I'm gonna have 250 kids from the Children's Hospital that are um, experiencing cancer right now have their families come they're gonna do a walk around the field pre-game just you know enjoy it just step on the grass and that's be awesome. A, That's September 5th. Who are we playing that day? Uh, Seattle, September Seattle. 5th. Mariners going. Gino will be back. Oh, yeah. September 5th. So that is great. Now, see, I knew you were having a night, but I didn't know that you are having the kids from the Children's Hospital there yep. going through it right now. Um, that's awesome. Just the spelling of your name, just so that they yeah. know where to go. S-I-N-G-L-E-Y. L-E-Y. Yep, single with a Y. Yeah. Singly foundation dot singly strong yep the singly strong foundation.org the singly strong foundation.org please ladies and gentlemen check it out and i can't wait for the kids to, to be here yeah I'm on excited. that night that's uh that's tremendous and if you're just getting it going and i'm 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 glad we can help out and i hope people are listening and will will get involved because having gone through it it is a such a tough time uh, when a loved one is going through that and to make those days and even those hours and minutes the best you possibly can, I think is very admirable and it's a great foundation. So I wish you the best in it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Couldn't agree more. Singly strong. I loved the t-shirts too that I saw. I mean, when players are wearing shirts, you know, 
it just goes a long way, especially with social media nowadays. If you've right. got Vado or Ellie De La Cruz wearing a T-shirt, I mean, it's huge. Right. Yeah, it huge. goes a long way. So you have to feel good about it. J.R. House mentioned it. You have a tremendous relationship with these players. It's obvious. You're in their age range, which is unusual because most coaches are a little older. Right. Um, and you get to hang with these guys, and that is where I'm going next. Because <laughs> I look on social media, I see you out with McLean, with Ellie, others. And my favorite pictures, of course, were at Disney World. Disneyland. Oh, it was Disneyland. I was Disneyland, like, yeah. Okay, now... It, <laughs> I'm probably catching off guard with this, but tell me about that day. So I, I had never been on uh, a roller coaster ever, ever in my life. Um, and never, that, not once. Not once, never. So um, Derek Law, Matt McLean, uh, Alex Young, Andrew Abbott. We go to uh, we go to Disneyland, and. Uh, yeah, little to my knowing, I was going to be on every roller coaster. And again, Disneyland's not, it's not. I mean, talking Kings Island, some of those rides. And yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll quit before I go on any of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but we went on some roller coasters at, at Disneyland. There was one picture that I saw that was everyone in the picture is like, yeah. And you're holding on to Matt McLean with a terrified look on your face. Yeah. What ride was that? Oh, that was... Uh, it's called the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's uh, it's like the Tower of Terror, but just themed Guardians of the Galaxy. That was probably the worst <laughs> two minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, again, not take us through those two minutes. Yeah, I mean, okay, we, we got on the the roller coaster, and again, I'm looking back at the guys like, hey, do, do I have to be on this? And you know, they're giggling, whatever. Um, which I'm extremely thankful they made me go on it. I never would have done that. Um, they're giggling and, and I'm like, yeah, guys, can I, can I get off this thing? And the, the employee working the, the ride was like, Hey, you know, are you all right? And I'm like, I mean, hold on. And I'm like, Hey, do I got it for, for real? Am I getting on this or no? They're like, yeah, you're getting on it. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And, uh, the person's like, you want some advice? And I was like, sure. And, uh, <laughs> just kind of wiggled their fingers, almost like you're calling a change up and said like, bye-bye. And the door shut and we immediately took off in the air. And yeah, I mean, there was no, really nothing to grab except Matt's hand right there and arms. So I just, man, I, I, I gripped a hold of him and started screaming. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. That's, uh, that, yeah, that picture, that picture is, uh, that, picture's awesome. Else. I'll never forget it. None of us will. That, that was awesome. They, they had a blast. And I've been lobbying to try to show this picture on TV to no success yet. But none. Uh, yeah, none yet. No one's listening to this podcast, <laughs> though. It's okay. None of the players listen. There's no feedback. It won't get to them. It's just you and I speaking here. Is it true that day that you were on one of the coasters? You said, I will absolutely not go on one that goes upside down. And they said, this is not this is not one of those. Yeah, so that was, then, that was actually the first roller coaster that I had been on. They told me it was... Uh, an easy one, you know, an easy one to to get started on, and it was completely not the <laughs> the one that went upside down. Uh, little to my knowledge, as soon as the uh, you know the seat thing clicked on over me, that you know they informed me that hey, yeah, guess what, this is it. 
And uh, again, obviously. This is the one that goes upside down? Yeah, again, obviously. And you're already I'm, locked in? Yeah, I'm, so I'm freaking out, <laughs> you know, making all kinds of threats to him. If, if I, you know, when I get off this thing, you guys are done for. Um, but then as soon as we get off, you know, smile at him, being like, yeah, that, that was awesome. Thanks. I shouldn't do a coach like that. Yeah. I know the the age thing is cool, you know. I mean, you're I, right I, in that wheel. You're right in there with them. Yeah, but it it, uh, it, it honestly helps me a lot. Um, as ironic as that may sound, um, you know, not having the opportunity to play pro ball or even play in college due to health reasons, um, being the same age and having this personal relationship with the guys allows me to actually do my job and and in turn make a difference in their playing ability because yeah. um, they can trust me as a human. They know I care about them, and then we have that relationship. And then that trust bleeds over to in-game and the work and then obviously the work we do in the offseason. But, I mean, that's really the secret weapon for me is being able to do that versus if I didn't have those connections, you know. And yeah. Who's this kid off Instagram or whatever, you know. Yeah. And then if I, you know, acted like Johnny Hardo or whatever, nobody would listen to me. So um, who I am as a person and the relationships that we have actually are – you know, what allows me to do what, what I do here. Well, as Jer House said, you know, the BS meter, the players are, they are all over that. Right. And if the, that meter goes off, man, you're done. Yep. As a coach, as a player, the fact that they ask you to hang has to mean a lot yeah. to you. Yeah, I mean, again, we're all just, you know, obviously there's a, there's the fine line there, which we don't cross from, you know, the playing and the coaching side. But yeah. on a human level. You but when know, you're away from the field, we're yeah. talking about away yeah. from the field here. No, I mean, on a, on a human level, I feel like everybody in, in the clubhouse, staff, um, coaches, clubbies, everybody, it, it's, it's just like one big family. And it's, uh, it's really unique um, to, to have that really anywhere, I feel like, in any workspace, much less a major league ball club. And I feel like that goes through the whole entire organization, too. I mean, really everybody you feel like you can call at any time or, you know, you would go any, any place at, at any time with any, anybody. Yeah. So it, it's incredible. When you I've seen some pictures of you and, uh, and by the way, I don't hang with the players. There's some misconception out there. Jim does hang with the players. <laughs> I don't. Really don't. It's very rare that I'm in an establishment. Sometimes we'll be out to dinner and I'll be at the same place that the players, a group of players or you are. Yeah, we avoid them, by the way. Thank you. Yes. And when he, I do walk into a place like, oh, God, we can't get rid of this guy. We can't shake this guy. Um, so I don't hang with the players. Just there's misconception out there like, well, Joey, Vado, Jim Day are best friends. No. <laughs> We're professional acquaintances. <laughs> get awesome. along, but we don't hang. Who's your favorite guys to hang with? I, I see you with McLean a lot, right? McLean, one of your dudes. Yeah. I mean, literally everybody. I mean, you can't go wrong with. Um, literally everyone. I mean, and I know it, it sounds so cliche, and I think Luke mentioned it yesterday before the game. I asked him, I think, who your favorite teammate is, and he said you can't pick one. But I mean, for me, obviously they're not they're not teammates. But I mean, everybody in that clubhouse, from staff all the way to Rick and Mark and Morton. I mean, Colin, the Bat Boy, like everybody. I mean, shoot, I'd, I'd go to dinner with any of them right now. You know, they're all. It's it's really rare that you have that anywhere in life in general and you know we've got it here and I think that's uh, a, a large part of why you know this year has been so magical yeah and during the game you were obviously as the bullpen catcher you are in the bullpen yep. so I want to take us inside the bullpen and we're going to do that after this all right Joe Singley 
TheSinglyStrongFoundation.org. Get that in there again. Um, bullpen. Now, you got some characters down there, man, which I love. And it's, so it doesn't matter what team it is. I've been around for a long time. It, literally, it doesn't matter if it's a 100-loss team from last year, if it's a mediocre team, if it's a playoff team. The bullpen is always a different dynamic, and there's always goofy dudes down there. Yeah. So who doesn't shut up? Oh, <laughs> Let's man. get right into it. Um, I think all of us. If you go down oh, come there, on now. Yeah, no, all of us. If you go down there, it's uh, the culture down there, as you can just tell uh, on TV, is is really, really special, I think. Um, from Tracy being the ringleader down there. He's the bullpen coach? Yeah, Matt Tracy, the bullpen coach, um, really setting the tone with the culture down there to, I mean, to everybody, even to the guys that, um, you know, we only see maybe a couple of times a week that, that you know, can come up or down that, that fill a role. It's like immediately the second that they walk in there, uh, it's like family. I mean, Sam Mall came in, and right. it's like he's been here all year. You know, it's a, it's a really unique culture. And, again, top down, bottom up, just testimony to this whole organization so far. Every time we take a shot down there, you someone's laughing and someone's yapping. Now, I'm going to take a guess here, and I don't know the answer to this question. And, again, it's just you and me talking. You're not, you know, don't worry about throwing anyone under the bus. They won't hear this. <laughs> I would think the guy that talks the most is Alex Young. Am I wrong? Am I close? Um, no, not not wrong, but not uh, not accurate. I think we all do a oh, fair talk. Oh, you see, being diplomatic. I knew it. No, 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 no. Here comes no, the coach. No. He's going to be diplomatic. No, oh, no, no, no. Ay is the man, but definitely not <laughs> the most yapper. I think it's. Uh, I think all of us are just nonstop, just talking to each other the whole entire time, and then obviously, you know they got some feel to it when it's time to to loosen up and and all that and get ready to go it's uh it's strictly business but down there when we're just watching the game to start i mean everybody's just communicating with everybody that's the cool part about it there's no clicks you know i mean diaz is messing with farmer and then we're all talking to each other i mean there's no no cultural divide no nothing there it's just like one giant family you know everybody's speaking spanish to each other english to each other it's it's really special, and you can tell that uh, on a home run, most of that comes out. I've told this story on TV before uh, where you, someone will call a shot of, and there be a kitty, uh, a kitty involved, maybe like a moon pie or something, um, where a guy will throw down the hat and say, next inning, I'm calling Votto. Votto's going to hit the home run. Right. And then if that happens, then you get the prize. Yeah. And we've taken some shots where, I mean, the celebrations are awesome. Yeah, I think the best one so far was when uh, Cruz hit it in, uh, in L.A. Uh, Diaz took his shirt off, and then we all just kept rolling with it. Started punching him a little bit yeah, lightly in the just, stomach. Yeah, just jab him a little bit. I mean, there's just so much uh, excitement, obviously, for the team, and those guys down there will, will do anything for for this organization. And then, obviously, the... You know, just calling a shot too. There's just those bragging rights too. Like I told yeah. you, it hit it. You know, just that. That's, think, yeah. that's human nature. That plays a part too. There was an Alex Young one. I think it was really good. They were bouncing in unison, up and down, back and forth and stuff. So yeah, Ay's hit a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the man. Now the early innings. Most of the time, you know, the bullpen's not going to be used until at least the fourth. There are exceptions, of course. Um, fourth or fifth. What are those early innings like? Is it a little looser down there? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's loose, but everybody's locked in. Um, 
as weird as it sounds, like everybody's talking, but, you know, we're completely locked into the game. What's the game plan? Watching how, you know, we're pitching to certain guys, um, you know, watching their, their swings, how they're reading it, um, you know, following the report, seeing if we're following the report and how we're supposed to pitch this guy. And then we have some iPads down there. Guys can watch, you know, their, their past at-bats of certain right. dudes. But um, while all that's going on, there's, there's definitely a lot of uh, conversing and joking. But, um, you know, you're locked in the whole time. But we're, we're definitely chatting it up a little bit down there, having a good time. Now, once in a while, I look down there, and Alexis Diaz is raking the dirt for guys. Yeah. He, he just says it's his thing. Like, I see him raking all the time. What's he doing? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, after everyone throws, uh, we rake it. Um, but he then, rakes it. The but, closer yeah. rakes it for dudes. But, yeah, Lexi, I love that story. Le- Lexi's been grabbing the rake a lot recently and telling me he can do a better job of raking it than I can. So, <laughs> you know, and the, he's, uh, he's awesome. But you, you talk about locked in. I mean, he doesn't miss a pitch. Who warms up the fastest? Ooh, um, Alan Buznitz is uh, a magician. Really? Yeah. He could probably throw three balls and go right in. Really? Yeah, he's a magician. Derek Law is fast. I mean, they've all done an incredible job this year when they're called, you know, yeah. immediately they can get they can get right in the game. Um, but I think Booz has done some of the fastest I've ever seen. Does anyone have any, uh, like, quirks or superstitions? Like, the, I've got to throw this amount of pitches. I will mm. only throw to this guy, or they'll only throw to you. Um, Is there anything like that at all? No, and I, I think uh, I think that's the special part about it is there's none of that. You know, whether it's me, Duarte, whoever it may be, uh, catching, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just one one family down there. And I know these sound like the, the most cliche, politically correct answers, but it's the truth. And, you know, that, that's why this has been so special and so fun all year. Well, this is a, I'm looking on my phone here. This is, you know, Danny Graves, right? Right. Red, Red's Hall of Fame. This is what players back in the day, this is a superstition guy. I want to get your thoughts on that. This is crazy. He texts me he, what he used to do in the bullpen. He had to, to do the same thing. Innings one and top of two sunflower seeds. Bottom of the second, two pieces of bazooka <laughs> gum. Innings three and four, some chaw. Bazooka awesome. in the fourth. Then he goes on and on, blah, 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 inning eight and on or until I warmed up two pieces of bazooka gum. Warm-up sequence. I'd throw five fastballs as hard as I could from the front of the mound with the catcher standing up, only the bullpen catcher, never the backup catcher. Then tell him to get down. Three, four, three, four seamers away, three sinkers, three curveballs, sinkers, sliders. I mean, he, he goes on and on. One four seam as hard as I could throw it, no matter where it goes, ready to go. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I don't have anything like that to report. Nothing That's down incredible. There. <laughs> That's awesome. It, there's there's more to it too. He, he he putting on his socks. There's like 23 steps. That's awesome. Which I, would wear me out. I, ha- every day. I haven't gotten to to meet him, but I, I watched his speech and it was, thankfully it was, I was honored to be there. It was incredible. He seems like the man. Yeah, no, no, good dude. So there's no one that says I've got to throw to singly and only singly. Um, well, I'll catch specifically Law and uh, AY. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, even if we're double barreling or whatever, like nobody really has a any specific yeah. over the top preference. See, times have changed. There were so many superstitious players back then. Yeah, who is the toughest to catch warming up? Graham Ashcraft. Not even close. <laughs>
No comparison. <laughs> See, I was thinking bullpen guys. I was going to yeah. get to the stars, but yeah, I mean, in spring training, no one would t- toss with him. <laughs> no one would throw yeah. with him. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be the lucky guy there that that throws at him all the time, and because you would have shin guards on, right? Oh it, yeah, it, it basically no one would throw with him, and because it's not because they don't like Graham Ashcraft, it's because he throws a cutter at 97 and 98, and he doesn't know where it's going to go all the time. Yeah, no, Graham is uh, Graham is one of the best people you'll ever meet, and yeah. uh, as far as the pitching goes, it's what makes him so nasty. Is you know his balls come at you really hard, and it can move in any direction at any given time you know that's why uh catching a a huge part um in the receiving factors anticipation you know you're anticipating certain shapes and the consistency of them and uh there's a lot of lack of that uh consistency in when graham's chucking (laughs) it it. as far as the shape and uh you know that if you can't catch it you can't hit it so well i I loved his spring training it was uh graham and lodolo were throwing because lodolo's not great to catch either i'm sure that big sweeping breaking ball right um and then lodolo said i'm done i'm done i've taken too many off my shins i'm done i can't throw with graham anymore so i look out there and it's you tossing with ashcraft with shin guards on yeah so it, he literally went through the entire pitching staff no one would throw with him <laughs> it was left to you yep yeah and then i think we've thrown every day since then yeah and uh it's been it's been awesome man he, he's his stuff is so gross isn't it it's so hard and you know the four seam will cut or or run and take off on you and again that's what makes him so nasty but when you're catching it it's like wow man this is especially when you know when he's on and and you can tell he's on and kind of let him go a little bit he's a little little hot uh it's coming in fired up too it's it's coming in hard he gets ticked off he does i love that i love it he gets fired up he starts talking smack to guys i love it which is gesturing yeah which is ironic too i mean that, that is who he is but also like off the field the people that don't know him is like one of the sweetest such a people nice you'll dude. ever meet just down to earth uh, yeah southern dude just he's just the best salt of the earth yeah and he gets on that mound between the white lines though man it's, it's war Jekyll yeah. and hide it's war i love it this young starting staff in particular and you're around, you get all the information, you get all the video, you get all the behind-the-scenes talk. How exciting can this group be going forward? Oh, I, don't, I don't think there's a ceiling for them. You know, I mean, you look at this year and, um, you know, the predictions that people put on on the staff or on, on the team this year, on the whole um, organization, you know, everyone talking about last place and all these predictions, and you look at, you know, what they've accomplished already. I don't think that there's... I don't think that there's a ceiling or a measure you can put on it. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm just blessed and honored to be a part of it. So could be three lefties in the rotation. It'd be incredible. That's being incredible. Not common. No. And three good ones. Really good. Not just to have a lefty, just to have a lefty. Yeah, I mean, no, really good. Yeah. Williamson has come a long way. How's yeah. his cutter looking? Nasty. I mean, that's a difference fastball, maker. Yeah, fastball was up, what, up to 96, I think, yeah. the other day. The veto's gone up, and the cutter has been a game changer for yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to just continue to to blossom, and I think all all three of them are, and I mean, man, I, I'm just pumped. How's Abbott get it done with that fastball? Have you caught his mm-hmm. fastball? What, why is it so special? He just, he can pitch. You know, obviously his and he stuff, hides it, right? Yeah, obviously his stuff is nasty, but he's just so calm and composed, and he can just pitch. You know, he can he, he can sequence well, he can dot up. Um, but I, I, you know, 
I think it, it's just so impressive watching him just maintain his composure and he just goes out there and looks like he's been doing this for years. And, you yeah. know, I think, I mean, watching him, you know, I, I think people can tend to forget that he is a rookie. I think I already forgot that already, just the way he handles himself and goes about his business. It's and, like he's been around the game for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, and just how composed he is out there and he just goes right ahead and attacks. And yeah. uh, it's it's really fun. It's fun to watch. He just, yeah. just lets it rip. Awesome. What's it like catching a hundred green fastball? That's one hundred plus. Oh yeah, that's that's cheese. You know, it, it's fun though. I, I think, uh, you know, I don't think about it because because of how you know. To me, it's just Hunter, and you know, you're there, and I catch him a lot. Um, he's one of the guys I'll, I'll throw with pregame. Um, but man, it it's it's cheese. Yeah. You know, I mean, think what he threw one hundred five. Was it open opening day? I think. Yeah. Against McCutcheon, um, so goodness. <laughs> so I mean, again, there you go. We'll have him back. We'll have Nick yeah. back soon. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it really is. The backing track backtracking to Abbott. I should ask you who has a better stash, you or him? Abbott. <laughs> we'll go Abbott. You're gonna go Abbott. We'll go Abbott. I don't know. You got some pretty solid. Abbott's rocking. Going on. Now, as far as the hair goes, though, I mean, you got him. I mean, <laughs> What would you call this do do of yours? Uh, I think uh, you can call it a mullet. I think or a modern mullet. Yeah, that, I was uh, I was not going to go mullet because that's in my wheelhouse. When I was in high school and college, man, I was sporting pretty close to what no you got way. going on. Oh yeah, need a picture of that on air. No, no, we don't need. Any, no one cares <laughs> about me. Don't need any of those pictures out there. But yeah, I was sporting. Uh, then when I got out of college, I was going to the side like you are now, yeah. and it's long in the back. You know. Yeah, my, business in the front, party in the party back. Party in the back. Mine, mine probably needs a little trend, but at uh, again at, at Coastal, that's a football team and the the baseball team. There, we started to let it ride a little bit, uh, just supporting each it. other, and and it took off. Yeah, I love it. All right, per, before I let you go, I want to talk about Pitchcom because what I love, as you know, sometimes the the Pitchcoms don't work. No, they. In my opinion, I don't need you to comment on this, but they need to overhaul the system. We've had too many uh, failures. Hopefully that's coming down the road, um, and I'm sure they will. But you're in charge of each and everyone working, and Joe will come to be in the dugout and we'll play them. All right, this one works, right? This one works. This one works. Just to verify to someone, these work right now. So it's out of my hands once these players take them to the field, yeah. which I love. I think that's hilarious. But yeah. managing that pitch comp, your voice is on it, right? Oh, yeah. All right, give me an example. All right, I'm going to call a uh, fastball down and away. So they, they instructed me to give him uh, deep and, uh, like, loud and, and uh, you know, really a – Did you put it? any voice you want on there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's like, all right, you got to make it deep. You got to make it clear. So, you know, I'm just sitting in spring training and uh, out one night, and just I sound like Batman. It's hilarious. You know, it's four-seam fastball up and away. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, or curveball down, and uh, you know it's funny. The guys hear it, and they, they initially they were giggling because obviously it's it's me. But I think uh, I love we're all that. Over See, it. I'm a Batman guy now, and I didn't know that you were imitating Batman on this. Yeah. All right, so g give me some more of that curveball down and away. Uh, yeah, and you got you know they got curveball uh, down and away. Yeah, just like that. Two seam fastball inside. So there's multitude of buttons you can hit. Um, pretty much. Like a video game, call whatever pitch you want, whatever location. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my voice is 
So that's is, that, is f- folks. You just heard what the pitchers hear in their ear, or the catchers, or the position players. That's what they hear. They hear Joe Singley yep. in their ear. Yep. Now, have you uh, thought about messing with anyone? The uh, no, not me. Uh, yeah, we, we, had, we had, had some. I mean, a, like a spring training game. This would yeah. be a good gag. Yeah, not not in regular season, but we, a good gag of. We thought about it in spring, um, and then get we it had, over the plate, uh, idiot. <laughs> yeah, we thought about having a couple buttons that uh, said some things that you probably couldn't air. Um, but we this has to happen. Come we, on, we opted uh, we opted out of it for the sake of putting uh, just some more some more different options, uh, pitch calling or, or plays on there. Um, but yeah, have the know. catchers requested like you're killing me? Throw a freaking strike. Um, that would be the message. Uh not those exact words, but along the lines, I know some other teams have, they've got some, you know, buttons where really like, yeah, like motivational types. Yeah. Stuff? Something on there or, you know, get it down or get it over or something like that. Um, I know, I know there's quite a few, uh, they need to add some buttons by the way. Yeah. They need to add some buttons, make it just uh, two or three more buttons. I think there's uh 27 total options of audio messages that, that you have on there, but we, we take up them all with, uh, with everything, just nothing. different sequences. So yeah. who's ever calling it? And I think Derek Law is the only pitcher that calls his own pitches. I think is that correct? Yeah, Derek Law and uh, the late, the late great Joel Kunal used to call yeah. his. Yeah. Um, so the catcher's got to know those sequences because there's only so many buttons. How many buttons are there? It's like a. Um, I think there's nine. Nine buttons, yeah. So they're like a phone. So you got to have different sequences for those 25 different messages. So yep. So, gotta, I mean, there's there's little labels on there, but at this point, the guys have it all mapped out where I don't even think they look anymore. They just cover their glove up and just they just hit it. So it's pretty neat. There's uh, um, You select one button and another button, so it gives you pitch and location. And then there's also an option to hold down a button, which will give you something else. Yeah. So you've, on each actual button, you've got... Uh, two different audio uh, outcomes. So, wow. or three different, three different. All right, give us one more. Come on, come on. Um, As Batman, come on. <sighs> fastball down and away. <laughs> give me one. Yeah, it goes uh, four seam fastball down and away. <laughs> so that's, that's literally what <laughs> See, you hear. We just in your took ear. you inside the yeah. cap, inside the cap and ears of a major league baseball player. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, the voice of Pitchcom, Joe Singley. <laughs> yeah, they, we got we got over it, but initially it was uh, it was pretty funny the first couple spring training outings here and that. Be, yeah, because of your close relationship and those guys, you know, busting your chops all the time, yeah. which I'm sure they do. Because again, you're in their age range, so it's different. Um, I'm sure the first time they heard you, they had to like they had to get over that. That was a hump they had to get over. That Singley is in my ear. Yeah, I think the <laughs> the hardest one to, to get over was probably uh, Hunter Strickland initially. Um, Why? Yeah, him him and I were we were pretty close. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good dude, um, and uh, he just couldn't stop laughing the first couple <laughs> outings that that he heard that. It's hard to see him laughing on the mound, though. Yeah, no, 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 no. none of this was dude actually that looked mean. Yeah, none of this was on on the oh, actual okay. mound. It's just. Uh, you know, hearing it in the bullpen and everything. Yeah. He could flip a switch with the best of them. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, I think we need to play a trick on someone, though, in spring training with the pitch com. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm available for it. If, if you would not like it to be your voice, I'm available to, uh, to give a voice to mess with someone. That'd be funny. 
<laughs> That'd be a good TV bit, too. Yeah, it would be. Hey, I appreciate uh, the visit, man. And again, your journey is uh, very unusual. Uh, in fact, it's it was fast. And But, you know, if you have talent and you have skills and you're a hard worker, man, things can happen in this world, particularly with social media and the way that you can just get to know a person that you wouldn't otherwise back in the day. I mean, this would have never happened a long time ago. Right. So the fact that you were... Uh, on social media and making videos that you had a following and people connected with, and then you connected with J.R. House and Tyler Stevenson, and you never know what's going to happen. You were on a major league staff, dude, at yeah. your age. Yeah, it's that's awesome. awesome. I know Pops is probably looking down. I'm very proud yeah, of you. I hope so. And once again, it's the Singly Strong Foundation.org. Yep. And then what's the night coming up? September 5th. September 5th. All right, look for it on uh, TV because when you guys are doing the lap around the field with those kids, it's going to be an emotional moment. So, oh, yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, looking forward to it, man. Lots of luck. What do you want to do in the future? Uh, one day uh, be a, a big league catching coach, a, a head one. You know? yeah. But for now, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm blessed soaking up all, all the knowledge I can get under, under JR's wing. And uh, you know, I, I personally would like to do that as long as I can because I – I enjoy it, and uh, he gives Jay me some, House is such a good yeah. Dude. He gives I mean, me some freedom. How good and, is that, dude? Oh my goodness, he he gives me uh, freedom to work, but then also you know on and off the field, he's a he's a, a really good figure for he me is in my a life, good dude. I mean, he's one of the best dudes I've ever been around in my yeah. life. I mean, I love Jr. House. Yeah, love Jr. House, and it, it shows with the group you guys got, man. It's, yeah. it's a really good group, uh, despite Kurt Casale being a jerk. But, uh, <laughs> kidding, Kurt. I'm kidding, kidding. Kurt, I love, why are they always picking on you? I love Kurt Casale. Well, he's always giving me the business. I mean, you want to talk about someone riding someone? Wow, it's constant. Ah, Kurt's a class act. Love Kurt. Smart dude there. Um, Vanderbilt. Smart dude. Vanderbilt. Oh, we're going to that Vanderbilt thing. He will be a general manager one day. Or if he it. wanted to be a manager, he could do that. Or whatever he wants to do in the game, he's going to attain it. I believe it. Yeah, because he's, he's a really smart dude. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. No, and thank uh, you. thanks for putting up with me in the back of the, uh, the bus. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. You know, they put the uh, the peasants in the back, and uh, that's where me and Joe are. Oh, yeah. Last seat every <laughs> last, time. Last seat. Appreciate it, bro. Your story is incredible. And again, the Joe, the singlystrongfoundation.org. The singly Please log on there and help however you can. It is a tremendous, tremendous cause. That's Joe Singley. We love bringing you the great stories here in baseball. And thank you for joining us here on the Gym Day Podcast. And we will see you next time. <laughs>